0: Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the Coriolis rules by Free League Publishing. This actual play is performed by adults and contains adult themes. Strong language, powerful factions, and adventures across the third horizon await. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., which may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your storyteller. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I am your story guide today, story guide Michael, and I am back with an amazing group of players, our cast of Children of the Periphery, our Coriolis Chronicle. And we're going to get to introductions, but before we do, We'd like to thank you all for joining us in 2024 for this amazing story. And we hope that um, each episode brings a little warmth in the new year. If you've not had a chance to check out what we offer on Patreon, you can. And that's at patreon.com slash the old ways podcast. And of course, as always, check us out on YouTube and uh, join us for the fun over there. And so we're going to get to cast introductions to my right.
1: This is Morgan. I play Captain Amara Kasra. And we are going to save an indentured servant.
0: It's a very lofty goal. I wish you all the best luck. And to Captain Mars Right.
2: Hi, this is Allie and I play Kainot Gala. Our pronouns are she, her. And I was serving tea for a bunch of people that seemed really grumpy.
0: You know, for some people tea is really what lifts their spirits. It's an interesting gesture, an important one that you've made, and I think it, it helped pave the road for a calmer ship overall, at least most of them. To Kynon's right.
3: Hi, this is Rena. My pronouns are they, them, as are those of my character, Tamara Skanvari. And uh, we've got someone to educate.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Education is always helpful. And last but most certainly not least.
4: Hello, I am Rosie of Odd Duck Dice, and I'm going to be playing Icarus, the pilot of The Periphery. Her and my pronouns are both she, her, and I am the one in need of education, apparently. I committed some social faux pas and made some very conservative men feel things they didn't want to feel, and that was unfortunate for them. And now I'm in trouble.
0: I think that... Opinions and perspectives vary throughout the Third Horizon. While some people might call them improprieties, other people might call them unique opportunities for expanded visual learning. That being said, though, we're going to open the curtain back on the ship as it's cruising towards Ramasi. It is bound for a landing pad, not in the too distant future. So it's likely that the crew has been preparing and busying themselves with the necessary items to sort of get to the next leg of this journey. They know that with the observances and current in the current place in the SIDAL system, they're not going to be able to utilize the portal, which would take them to the next leg of their journey for a couple of days. And so they are looking to land on the planet and possibly help somebody out. And so I'll ask each of our crew members in rotation just what they're doing to prepare for that.
1: I would probably obviously be getting ready to go in putting on appropriate clothing, including the headscarf that Kynet had so kindly lent me to keep because it's probably not going back to her. I would, over the intercom, I would let the crew know to come to the bridge when they're all ready so we can have a conversation about what's going to happen when we go down planet side.
0: Okay. Anybody else?
2: Chances are I'm putting together my backpack with just my small portable lab that I can bring with me, just in case.
0: The small portable lab you unpacked and now we'll be repacking. Uh-huh. Yes. The scientist's job is never done.
2: No. There's a lot of packing and unpacking for us scientist
3: types. And I would be giving Icarus a culturally appropriate makeover.
0: Because he likes you take all of the sheets off of Amara's bed and you wrap them up in the entirety of from head to toe
3: and <laughs> turn her into a mummy
0: No but that's a, it's a good point right so assembled there on the bridge because I don't imagine Icarus is likely going to leave the pilot's chair unless it's really really required like food sleep etc So what what is that conversation like between the two of you
4: I I don't think you need to do this i'm I'm just gonna stay here
3: <laughs> are you though
4: y- yeah i especially if i need to do that th- this gestures at
3: self-mummification that's good that would be a little extreme i'm merely making a point the point is you could have gotten us all killed icarus obviously that was not my intention Attention doesn't necessarily matter in these sorts of circumstances. You need to be properly attired once we land, whether you stay on the ship or not. What if Customs decides to take another look around? What if they decide to check in and make sure that you're appropriately dressed this time? Whether or not you leave the ship, you need to be appropriately attired. Shoulders and all.
4: The ankles feel weird. Like, is that really, really an issue? Yes whatever okay fine keep covered okay well I will then sit here like this and just exist yeah I I can't I don't think there's a reason I would be expected to leave the ship so I'm just gonna wait here
0: I'm certain there are duties that can be attended to you hear the overhead speakers sort of warm up necessary flight calculations things to keep you busy.
4: Thank you, Rokam. And of course, I would love to keep you company.
0: That is helpful. I will get lonely.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Do I stride
1: onto the uh, the bridge and hear this conversation? Absolutely. I look over at Icarus. Icarus, you're coming with. You need more practice.
4: No, I, I really think it's best if I just avoid the situation. <laughs>
1: I'm a big fan of avoiding things, like talking about feelings and, and whatnot, but we need you to be prepared to encounter a multitude of cultures. Tamarisk is your teacher in this regard, and what they say goes. So put on that get up, and let's prepare to disembark.
3: I pass Icarus uh, one of the face veils that covers from the nose to the chin. Her face is very expressive and if we're going to be going out we need it to be less expressive so that we don't get in quite as much trouble. Hopefully quite as much meaning none. Uh, Okay, city. All right.
4: Here we go. Yep. Okay. And she sadly plucks off her nose ring and puts it on her, like, by her pilot station with the intent of putting it on when she gets back. Mm Mm-hmm. And she does not look happy. But, you know, you can't really see much of her right now. So she probably <laughs> looks just fine.
0: It's definitely a different vibe. It's a dimmer vibe. It's almost as if somebody turned down the lights in the room. You sort of get the feeling that maybe that actually happened. Like the ship light, ship's lighting might have adjusted a little bit.
3: Thanks for the mood lighting, Rakam.
0: Don't thank me. I'm not happy at all.
4: Well, while I'm off the ship, maybe I can check your hull for any scratches that they they left while they were here. You, You were worried about that. I can check that while I'm off.
0: I'm certain that Fida and I will have more than enough to discuss.
4: Yes. Is he going to be alive when we get back?
0: I have strict orders from the captain that in are to have a mutually beneficial and work good working relationship
4: lovely okay this is going to be so much fun guys Woo.
0: We're coming up on the planet's atmosphere if you'd like to start the navigational approach
4: beginning approach here we go
0: So provided you're not trying to do anything we'll just say out of the ordinary there's really no need to make a piloting roll. Just as a, a sort of point of system knowledge for Coriolis, you can take automatic successes given your dice pool in certain circumstances. I wouldn't allow them in like like a combat situation, but in what I would call more like story mode spaces, you're not going to be required to, to make certain rolls. You're an accomplished pilot and it's sort of beneath you unless you really want to barrel roll all the way down to the landing pad.
4: We, we don't need to attract any more attention. Gonna take it in nice and smooth.
0: So, Ramasi is bland. I think really that's the note that I want you to carry as we arrive on planet. There are no buildings here that have any sort of ostentatious features. There's no neons. There's no... Glow from a trade hub or from a significant market spot. Things are not rigid or or grid-like in any way, but there's nothing that flashes excitement to you. There's nothing that piques your interest immediately as you break through the clouds. It is a rough sort of yellowish green ball of planet, mostly arid with some spots of vegetation, probably jungle. It's not the same tint or shade that Kua is. There's certainly no monolith, but there are several distinct pieces of architecture which are dedicated to what you believe are icons. There are eight of them, distinctly eight. They have the same rough form and function They gather up in distinct spots around the main city that you're landing at, and you get an automated communication from the spaceport, which tells you where to land and that your arrival has been expected. You don't see a lot of market traffic as you're looking at sensor feeds. There's not a buzz of ships going back and forth. Understandably so, it's not yeah, massive trade hub, right? So some of that is to be expected, but you can definitely tell that even the lights from the city that you're landing at, there's not a whole lot of advertisements either. That's probably the big shock to all of you who have been oversaturated with ads from Coriolis. Every stitch of fabric, every screen that can be placed somewhere has some message some advertisement that they want to deliver their message to you. This place is not like that. It's stripped of all that. What it leaves behind are images of a pious, masked figure. It's the same one over and over, and you land.
4: All right, everybody, and touchdown. Nice job, Icarus. You didn't kill us. I, yes, and I've made the decision to just not talk a whole lot while we're here. So I am commencing that now. I look around. Uh, where's Kaina?
2: I probably joined you on the bridge if you summoned us, so.
1: Oh, I, I turn around. <gasps> there you are. All right. So when we go planet side here, let's be in our best behavior as I look over at Icarus. Less is more Icarus.
4: Less is more Okay, I'm going to be honest with you, I did not expect them to come on the flight deck. I thought I was just going to be left alone, by myself, here, no one was going to see me. I didn't think they would care. End of that, moving on. I mean, I, I
1: understand how you feel about your bike.
4: It's a hovercraft.
1: I understand how you feel Fantastic. about your hovercraft. I, I have those same feelings about ships that I've been on you are at an 11 and we need you down to a less than
3: that three or four preferably
1: while those gentlemen were on the ship searching it one of their i would say crew but it was really an indentured indentured servant um asked if we could take give him safe passage and i agreed to that so we will be picking him up at wasta
4: wait what you what I'm sorry, you want me to be on my best behavior? And you're you're kidnapping someone. We're freeing them. Slavery is bad. Slavery is bad. But he put that message on the screen and I saw it. And my first thought was, this is a trap. This is an excuse for someone to try to pin us down. Well, if they wanted to do that, they would have
1: already done that when you were getting hot and heavy with your hovercraft in the cargo bay. Listen, if you want to bump and grind with your hovercraft, you know, you do it. No, no,
4: that's... I don't need to explain my feelings for Ghost to you. And I'm not going to think about her right now. Okay? We're going to think very celibate thoughts.
3: Okay. I prefer the word sedate, but celibate works as well.
1: Nobody's drugging anybody at this point. Maybe later. So... Do we need supplies?
0: Captain, we're being hailed. What's that? We're being hailed by the spaceport.
1: Icarus, can you bring that up on the screen, please? Yes, city.
0: You see the um, display lighten up and uh, image of a man in a uniform with uh, like a very specific patterned scarf around his neck. A small beard. He's probably in his 30s, tanned skin, dark hair. And he says, uh, greetings and welcome to Ramasi. I understand the portal agents inspected the vessel. And so we'll ask you to power down and complete a maintenance agreement during the observances. Absolutely. And of course, there is the um, observances themselves. We would uh, welcome you. To observe this evening at dusk, as is our custom.
3: We will, of course, be happy to participate in your cultural observances.
0: As for where, all of the streets of Ramasi will be prepared to accept people. Ink will focus towards the center of the eight. And, of course, observe and send your prayers of a hopeful and better day to. Armentat.
1: We will be there. Thank you.
0: Tamaris, why don't you give me a cultures roll, please? Okay. If it's empathy cultures.
3: Yeah, that's going to be seven dice. One success.
0: Okay, one success is really all it's necessary. Armentat is the high priest. The one who sort of controls and shapes and moves politics in... The Sadal system, likely not on planet at all, likely a few AD over at the the home world. You do find it a little different, I don't know if strange is the right word, but different in the fact that they're sort of not communing with the icons themselves, but they're sort of communing with someone who represents the icons. I'll just say that could be viewed a lot of different ways. It could be viewed as sort of a, like a hero fan, like a Pope in effect, someone on earth who speaks to the icons as a, a channel and no surprise that they don't like the faceless one, who in your estimation is likely the aspect of the icon that would, the major religious trappings that, that would be present here in this system, right? So they're much more an icon that is about direct one to one, nothing between you or them, and you can see why. It probably was one of the things that they did first when these these new religious leaders took over here was to remove the faceless one because it's a direct, it's a diametric opposition.
3: I really the information about the the high priest and what I know about him and his connection to the religion to everyone else so they don't accidentally put their foot in it.
0: Um, So you've landed on planet now. You get a message on system Icarus that shows the cost for essentially coming into port and then refueling and all sorts of numbers begin spinning.
4: Just more added to our debt.
0: Captain, I can update your debt if you'd like. Um. Yes, please. Okay.
1: I was going to write down the how much it was going to cost, but if you can update that, that would be awesome. Certainly. I'd like to go over to our chapel and cover up the faceless one, just in case somebody comes on board while we are gone.
0: Okay. You feel a little bad.
1: I do. I think we should worship all the icons, but this isn't my planet.
0: Okay. So the four of you prepare than to leave the ship properly prepared, you believe, to be part of a culture which is not yours. But in doing so, do the very best to at least adhere to their cultural beliefs, to not offend. Exiting out into the atmosphere here makes you wanna step back in and get a breather, like the actual masks that the ship has that cover your mouth, your nose, because the air here does not smell particularly pleasant. There's also a lot of dust in the air, sand, etc.
1: All right. Where do we want to go first? Do we want to grab supplies?
3: Probably best.
1: I brought a list from Fida with me. Random couple items he needs for the ship. We'll pick those up while we're out.
0: Okay. Yeah, getting a hold of those items should be pretty readily easy here within the spaceport itself so the nice part for you icarus is that you see a lot of people doing the exact same thing that they would do in any spaceport so there are some things that just don't change so while there's no travel posters or big neon televisions or sort of obscenely loud sound systems that want to play their music there are technicians working on hardware there are people refueling ships there are the, the same sort of buzz of industry the space industry exists here so that it's at least some comfort you do see that most people i'd probably say 60 percent of people are covered head to toe and it doesn't matter whether they appear masculine or feminine or or the like people cover up here because of the dust and the sand and likely the air. Almost everyone is wearing some sort of face mask. Some people wear full face masks and they're decorated, not by any means in some sort of flippant way or to be ostentatious or glamorous, but you see a lot of the very similar masks that are built like three pieces, like a a nose and mouth air breather And then on top of that, there's a stylized like domino mask that sits on top. And then there might be light artistry that runs the top or the the crown of it. But that's about it. You do see some masks that are identical too.
4: The fact that people would dress for the environment makes a whole heck of a lot more sense to her. And it's a distinctly different environment than a rainforest. So... If you dress like this on Kua, you would probably just die of humidity. Like, you'd melt. So this makes a whole lot more sense now. And she is weirdly more comfortable because it's a survival thing rather than being forced to do something she is uncomfortable with.
0: Yeah, and for you, kinda being able to put a breather on and sort of pull your hood closer is probably a comfort. You figure if you keep the breather on, you don't actually have to wear a veil because your face is covered?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: It's a nice trade-off in that way. So after securing supplies, Captain, I would assume you're going to be going after how to get to Wadi then, yeah? Yes. Now, Austin called it a bar, but you haven't seen any... Bars listed anywhere on any sort of public maps, either. You have seen signs that remind people about being focused on keeping to the principles that make the sadal system the best system to live in. And the religious tenets thereunder, listed, of course, for everyone's observance, do seem to be, in effect, the default wallpaper for most places outside of every establishment are the list of adherents and then the daily observances that need to be done both in the morning and in the evening to send that important energy to the one that protects their system, the highest of priests. If you're going to hunt down this bar, Captain, you're going to make me a wits roll, wits observation likely Uh, unless you'd like to engage in some cultural role playing and talk to a, a local vendor perhaps or someone else. There's a myriad of ways you could do it. Let me know how you want to do it.
1: I would prefer to keep any conversations with the locals at a minimum. So let's see if we can hash this out without asking for directions from a real person. So it'd be wits. did you say wits observation?
0: Yeah, wits observation to maybe Locate a sign or hear someone talking about something.
1: And that would be one success.
0: One success is all you need. You do find a map in the starport here that seems a little old, maybe 40 or 50 years. It might predate some of the more aggressive religious stances in the system. It's washed out. It's you can tell that the sun has beaten just the absolute tar out of this sign. But you see way at the bottom of a transportation tube lane that there is a place called Wadi's Bar. It looks like it's had stickers placed over it, but you can still see that it's there.
1: I point out the, the location of the bar that we need to go to to the three that are with me should head that way. We can maybe get something to eat while we're there. And come up with a plan on how to smuggle out a human being.
2: Seems reasonable.
1: As I say, I know know none of you seem excited about this venture, and it it seems scary and dangerous. What kind of people would would we be if we didn't save somebody from a lifelong
3: indentured servitude? We should perhaps not speak of such things in the open. Oh, you're you're right, Tamarisk.
0: So travel through the tubes here is less than ideal. A lot of the air filtering that goes on in some of the larger portions of the spaceport don't exist here in their transportation system. The transportation system here is packed with people. And so I would say that each car in the tube is probably about 70 to 80% full all the time of just bodies. The rest of it is what appears to be vestiges of their lives. So that might be a cooker that someone has built or a bed that someone has made into the side of a couple of seats with a spot underneath it for a kid. And you start to get a real different impression of this place when you move through the transportation system. Everyone here that at least the, the locals, it seems they don't wear anything that is colorful. It's tans and Browns, blacks, some white, but the white is of course, probably not as white or vibrant as it could be. Families are pretty close together. You feel the look. You know you're an outsider there. Even the dogs are probably just a little hungry. But at the end of the line, after maybe half an hour or so, you work your way to a station that nobody but you decides to leave the safety of the tube car for.
1: Well, that is always a good sign. What's the policy on carrying weapons on the planet?
0: You're not terribly sure. You've seen other people armed, but you'd say it's been pretty few and far between. There were a couple of these people in the the domino masks that sort of pair up, it looks like, or come in threes or fours. They carry weapons, for sure. A couple of the people that you saw on the tube carry weapons, but not, I mean, it's not everybody. You haven't heard any law prohibiting it.
1: Okay, I would have brought my Vulcan pistol then and I had it underneath my coat.
0: I just assumed most characters are armed. So set back from the tube station likely have not been used in several decades. There is a dim sign that reads in a sort of burnt orange neon. A very dim neon at that. Waddies. The building's shape and structure I'll use a modern present day-ish reference from here on earth. This, the building structure looks a lot like an old Burger King. Okay. So it's a squat building. It's got a long row of windows on the front. It has a clear door that is likely the front door, or at least used to be. Some of those windows are boarded up. Others of them have panels that have been placed over them. There is steam or smoke coming out of the back of this building near the top, likely denoting some type of cooking is going on, or perhaps there's some sort of internal heat being generated in the building. There are a motley assortment of old speeder bikes that have been lined up out front. It's probably four or five of them, and perhaps one larger vehicle. Perhaps the vehicle might hold four or five people. Beyond the general structure of the building and those older buildings that surround it, This place is cut off from the rest of the city in that there aren't buildings that run from the city all the way out here. And so beyond the structure and wadis, it's sort of open land beyond it. This almost feels like a last outpost, you know, that sort of rest stop or the last chance at services before you reach whatever great beyond there is. The wind here is a little higher, too. It's probably 10 miles an hour now. And so it's blowing all of your jackets or robes and, and whatnot that you wear. For the first time in likely an hour, you hear music from inside.
3: Oh, that's a change. Yeah, I I look at the other three. Should, should we go in? Don't think it does as much good to stand around staring at it. That is a fabulous point, Tamarisk. Fabulous.
0: So you realize you have to go around to the right. You're basically forced to. The former main entrance of this location is boarded up. There's no real way to get to it. And you head to the right and then around the corner. And in front of the door, there is an overhang. And under that overhang, there is a chair. And sitting in that chair is a older man who, at his left hand side, has a rifle that sits from the ground to his shoulder. And there is the dog sitting in front of him, and he's one hundred percent completely relaxed, just enjoying the landscape. You see him nod.
1: Hmm. Good day. Good day. I just walk by him.
0: Okay. He doesn't intervene in any way. So you all turn that corner. Amara walks in. You see what he's looking at. Beyond the desert, there's a slight plateau. Beyond or somewhere on that plateau, there is a line of brown and green that runs along top of it. So there is vegetation here. But it's just not in the main city spaces. Amara, you head in.
4: I follow. I stay close to Tamarisk. Certainly. I'm going to hang back and lean down and pet the
0: dog. Okay. The dog accepts your pets. It doesn't really so much move. It just, I guess the best way to put it is it relaxes into your hands. So it eases... To let you get to where, you know, it needs your pets. Inside is lively, I guess. So there's music from overhead. There's a big, big square bar in the center of this location. In the center of that square, there's a row of machines and uh, a man that seems to be operating them for... Five or six patrons that are at one end of the bar. The machines are churning out drinks and they also seem to be providing the location its music. And the music is very drum and beat oriented. And so he seems to move to the beat of the machine that he's working.
1: So are people still wearing their headscarves and have their faces covered in here?
0: No, nope. So people do not have their faces covered in here, and that is pretty much everyone.
1: I will also lower my face mask in order to match what the patrons are wearing.
0: Okay. I'm trying to fit in.
1: Trying to fit in.
0: Okay. Where are you heading to the bar?
1: I will take a quick look around to see if I can pinpoint if Afsin is in here.
0: Yeah. So looking around at the edges of the space here, there are booths. There are probably a good 14 or 15 of them. You see something very similar to what you saw in the tube right out here. You see that some of these booth spaces have been converted to what look like tiny living quarters. And so they may have a simple mat below the table where that might serve as like an eating space. And then above the table, there's like a cushion on it, and people might be sleeping there. But there are some booths that are not used at all. They're totally open.
1: And I don't see the gentleman from the ship.
0: Not yet. You have not spotted him yet.
1: Yep, I will just go slide in a booth then.
0: Okay. You slide into the booth. Tamarisk, you and your charge.
3: Follow, but I'm leaving my face covering on.
0: Okay. The uh, man behind the bar, sort of a, a burly gentleman, probably in his mid-40s. He has a bald head, but wears a heavy black beard. He eventually comes over to the table. Uh, it's always nice to see a, a new face. He smiles. My name is Shirin. What, uh, what can I get for you?
1: What's good here?
0: Oh, wow. Wh- uh, we have uh, many fine dishes here. We have uh, a fine kebab. we have rice. I can see if there is some lamb available. there there may be yet some still. And then uh, coffee, tea. Uh, we even have some clean water.
1: Oh, I you know coffee would be wonderful. Do you happen to have any pita and hummus?
0: Of course. Of course, of course. He says'll uh, I'll bring you a, a selection of things.
1: Oh, that would be
4: wonderful. Tamarisk, tea, please. Icarus also orders some coffee.
0: Wonderful. He flits away, probably a uh, bit of a spring in a step. He goes to begin working the machine.
3: This is a very strange place, for here anyway. Seems like they don't conform to
1: to what the rest of the planet believes them is observing currently.
3: Frankly, I'm surprised they're allowed to operate. That is a good point. Well, perhaps no one notices them so far out here.
0: They are a considerable distance away from the city center.
3: It's easiest
4: to keep an eye on any troublemakers if you give them somewhere to all get together. Speaking as a troublemaker. I was going to say, and here we are.
0: Indeed, here you are. So probably a good five to maybe six minutes pass. And all the while Sharon is working this machine to churn out all sorts of things, tea and coffee. And he brings them over in rapid succession drinks, of course, first with some flatbread and what looks like hummus. And, um, he says that he'll be back with more in a little bit. There's a, a slight disturbance at the back of the bar sort of in a diagonal line across from where you are all sitting there seems to be some sort of disagreement there are some very loud voices and then things die off just as quickly as they arrived
1: my hand had immediately gone for my pistol because you never know but I slowly took it out of my jacket my hand and uh, after it died down
0: he comes back again a few minutes later The coffee is fantastic, Icarus. It is the boost that you need. You can feel it, you know, sort of recalculating and tuning up all of your nerve endings. For you, the Tea is pretty calming, and that's what it's supposed to do. That said, though, it is a little strange. It tastes a little strange. Not off, not bad, just different. And then he comes back with a selection of rice and some some type of meat we don't get a lot of um visitors from off planet it's good though
1: oh yeah we're, we were just stopping in for supplies
0: oh uh i mean i i don't know what i have to offer in trade but i'm, I'm sure that um, i have something that you might be looking for
1: Oh, no, 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 no. I, we've already gotten our supplies. We heard wonderful things about your food, and so we thought we'd come out and and stop in. Oh. Um, we actually heard about it from a gentleman by the name of Afson. Hmm. Do, do you know
0: him? Oh, I know a few Afsons. It's a fairly common name. Perhaps you could tell me how you met him.
1: He, he works with the Portal Authority.
0: You mentioned the Portal Authority, and like the color begins to like drain out of his face. No, oh, uh, yes, the the Portal Authority, of course, um, very important people to um, make sure that you have all of all of your affairs in order.
1: Well, honestly, they were kind of assholes.
0: His eyes grow two sizes at the, the your use of coarse language.
1: Oh, I apologize. I don't mean to offend. I'm sure they're wonderful people.
0: I've, I've seen him here before. He was not a regular by any means, but he comes in off duty. He's probably not supposed to, though.
1: Well, there's all sorts of things we're not supposed to do, but we do them anyways.
0: Yes, we have people like that here. We have people who decide to do things anyway.
1: I enjoy the music that you have on. Mm.
0: Yes, a, um, a lively tune. Something, a byproduct, really. You see, um, we're not allowed to have musical entertainment during observances. The machine, though, it makes the sound. It is a byproduct of the Mc- mechanical workings and so it is not a um, entertainment device it is a tool
3: quite the loophole
0: we survive in loopholes it's
1: a wonderful happenstance
0: absolutely I have not seen Afsin for some time was he supposed to meet you here
1: well he had just mentioned that he might stop here while we were on planet so we Thought we would come in and enjoy some of your your wonderful delicacies and of course get some entertainment.
0: Oh, um I'm sure that there will be some things to entertain you at some point. The observances though they take precedence over everything.
1: Oh, of course. Well we were planning on going to to the the observance at dusk.
0: Really? Of
1: course, the We want to make sure and observe your cultural... Should we not? Is there something going on there that we should be aware of?
0: If you want my advice, I would go back to your ship. I do not think that you are prepared to see the observances. You see, I, I should not even speak this. The observances are meant to remove blockages remove those from the society whom are not in alignment. Do you understand?
1: Oh. So they're killing people?
0: They are removing blockages. He looks around. This is their term. This is how they align the planet with the wishes of those on Sadal. And for the Aramenta and his high priests, one which governs the planets here. It is important that these observances take place. We have for many years survived here because we are far beyond the city centers. There are few people who even frequent this location. We are more of a habitant for those who have not. And that is the way I have spoken. To the portal authority and to all of the other governing bodies here that we are simply offering people a place to stay in turn for work something that they cannot object to but the observances are bigger than you and going to them could only mean trouble
1: so in order to get paradise or whatever this is on the planet people have to die for it oh Seems a little opposite of what the icons want us to do. Captain Yes.
4: I think we should just go back to the ship.
1: I look over at the barkeep. We're waiting for Afson.
0: The door swings open. There's a light chime. You see your aforementioned Portal Authority employee now out of uniform. He staggers in to the bar bleeding from the head and he collapses on the floor Shaheen immediately moves to assist him Are you alright? Oh my goodness You see Shaheen grab at him and and roll him over get him on his back and then he takes a look at him a little bit and says I I will grab uh, some things from behind the bar
1: Yeah I get up and go next to him
0: He's uh groaning and in obvious pain. Mm. you see a almost a spider web of blood that has been ripped open on the top of his forehead.
1: Epson, mm. what what happened?
0: Oh. Oh. They, 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 they took them my family they took the my family.
1: who took your family?
0: The order, the observances. I called them pariahs. They called them blockages, which had to be removed. I protested. Oh. He tries to keep more blood from coming out of his head. Sheen returns with first aid materials.
1: We can't let his family die. Shaheem, is there any way that we can get in and and save his family? Do you know of any way? or somebody that we can contact?
0: I don't know. Usually they grab whomever they have targeted hours before the observances. They bring them to the city center and they make a public display. During the observances, this happens every night.
1: Do they they purify them and wash them or anything first or is it they throw them on the slab and
0: No, there is no slab. There is a wall.
1: Well, we need to get Afson to our ship.
0: You'll have to find a way to disguise him to the spaceport.
1: Do you have any extra clothes?
0: I might have uh, something he could wrap around his head. Understand if you take him aboard your ship, you'll be putting yourself in danger.
1: I, I look over at the crew... What do you guys think? I, we can't let his
3: family die. And what are we supposed to do? We just march in and try and take them, then they kill all of us. I don't have a plan. People die every
4: day. They would have either died being made an example of, or without food and water. This is not somewhere people are really meant to live. This is where they are meant to be oppressed, so other people can stand on top of them. It's different than Kua, but the principle is the same. People are still trying to get to the top, just the method is different. I don't think we can do anything. Efsen, do you have any children?
0: No, I I don't have any children, but um, my sister, she's no more than nine seasons.
1: Was she taken?
0: She was. She will not be kept with the rest of them, though. The, they will. They will keep her elsewhere.
1: But she's meant to be purged.
0: No, no. The, they would never do this to the young. Oh. The young are re-educated. But uh, he sort of grimaces and grabs his head again, as you know, she's trying to to staunch his bleeding. Uh, they will. Oh, they will attempt to re-educate her, to, to make her as they think that she should be. To conform.
3: I don't see that there's much we can do, Captain. Tamaris, don't, don't you know people? Not here. If you, you might have noticed, courtesans are not exactly the type of people that this system would employ.
0: So if I can ask kind of what are you doing outside other than petting a dog because that dog is enjoying it trust me but
2: uh, yeah so the, the thing I was planning on is this guy's looking out at something on the horizon so I was just gonna ask him what's out there what he's looking at
0: Um, he confesses to you that uh, all manner of things are out there but what he is really keeping an eye out for are anyone that might bring trouble to Wadis. And so if any of the planetary authority would decide to show up, he is sort of a early warning sign. When the aforementioned Asen stumbles into view for you, because he comes to the same door that the crew went into, essentially this guy just makes sure that he doesn't fall down before he gets inside. And that's at that point his rifle is in his hands and he's expecting trouble. And so he has taken up a position in this seemingly nondescript, not, you know, not no purpose built behind it, but there does seem to be a perfect spot for him, a perfect blind to be able to watch the front of the building and the transportation you know, the the two where the tube lets out, where he can prepare his rifle to deal with any trouble. And that's sort of what he has gone to. And now the dog Which was once, you know, super, uh, just a big loaf of, you know, fur and and dogdom has gone into sort of this patrol mode where it's looking out from behind or it's sniffing around. The two of them are are prepared now.
2: Yeah. And when our contact has, you know, stumbled into the bar, I would have followed in after that.
0: Okay. So you're present for all of that.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is anyone going to make a Metacurge roll? Well,
4: I have a zero in Metacurge. Yeah, yeah, me too. I can help. Oh, I'll get down and assist Shir- Shirin.
0: Shirin, yeah.
4: Okay. Not my first bullet wound that I've cleaned. Three successes.
0: That's pretty good. So you begin getting him patched up. This does not look like a bullet wound. This looks like someone hit him in the head with a baton.
4: Did you, uh, one of your co-workers do that?
0: When the, uh, observance authority arrived, they send, uh, young men filled with, uh, anger and concern over their own families to, um, deliver the message. When I protested and fought back, they ganged up on me.
4: Why didn't they take you? They tried, and you being such a specimen of hand to hand combat, they didn't did it manage?
0: No, 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 I ran. Someone had to get the message. I I'd hoped that that your captain would come here and I could plead my case. Things have gotten so much worse. I know where they'll keep my sister. It's a it's a small building. It's not terribly far from the observance area. They'll want her to see what happens.
1: Of course they do. So why not traumatize the child? It is their way. Well, let's get your wound dressed and let's get you into some different clothes that can hide you better. And if the rest of you do not want to help save his sister, that is absolutely your choice. I would never make you come on such a dangerous adventure. Please go back to the ship and get things ready so we can immediately take off after we're back. But if you do want to come, your assistance will be greatly appreciated.
4: But I understand if you don't. If you're going, I'm going with you. But I think it's stupid and we shouldn't do it. Sorry. Sorry, sir. Well? Oppression has to end at some point. (laughs) This will not end the oppression. This might save the life of one nine-year-old. Might.
0: As gets to to his knees and with the wonderful metacurgy role. He uh, feels reinvigorated. I I will change clothes. And I can lead you back to, to the area. There is a place we can prepare.
3: Yes, if we're going to do this so foolhardy mission adventure, whatever it is you want to call it, we should at least have a plan, I suppose. Planning is good.
0: At the back of the bar you all can see that you've drawn a crowd, right? There's multiple folks in in speeder bikes, uh, speeder bike, like, uniforms. What are, in effect, like, I guess, motorcycle outfits with um, cape or capelets that run off the back of them. But you can see that you've you've definitely drawn their attention. They're watching with, with a lot of interest.
3: We should go.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Bye. Way to call more attention to yourself, Icarus. Way to call more attention to yourself.
0: Probably guy with the head wound that did it, but you know. Okay. You collect yourselves. And after a quick uniform change, your former portal authority guard is willing to set out with you. He explains that we'll take a different route back and we'll head to a building that overlooks the square. We'll have to be careful about how we get into that spot. But once we're there, you'll see the entire square where they make the observances. And if we hurry, we might be able to get in before they start.
4: It's a heist. This I know how to do.
0: Well, on that note, we're going to leave this episode to a close. So thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Children of the Periphery. I greatly appreciate your listening ears, as I know the cast does as well. And so, yes, it does appear that it's a heist. And so we'll get to that next time.